This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Diana Bartolini, a speaker, writer, and spiritual director who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Hello, everyone. It's Diana Bartolini with the Not Lukewarm Podcast. And I am very excited that I have an interview for us today with Alyssa Bormas. Alyssa is an educator, author, speaker, radio host. She is an aunt to Isabel, which is very important when you know the topic of our conversation. Uh, she teaches theology at Chesterton Academy of the Twin Cities. She is also the author of The Catechism of Hockey. Previously, she was the host of a weekly radio show called Catholic Kaleidoscope. She is a wine contributor, including two of the books, Gaze Upon Jesus, Experiencing Christ's Childhood Through the Eyes of Women, and Called by Name, 365 Daily Devotions for Catholic Women. Welcome, Alyssa. Hi, welcome. It's so great to be here. So our topic is a new book, which is always fun. And the book is The Mother of Jesus is Wonderfully Real. I am so excited about this book. It really has been a labor of love. And I think that it is uh, an absolutely important book and also, uh, in a sense, a classic. It'll it'll be evergreen. You could get it now and you'll love it forever. Go down the generations. I can see that. So in your bio, you say that you are aunt to Isabel. Now, yes. why is that important? She's my niece. Uh, at the time uh, that these, this incident happened, she was six and a half. Now she just graduated from high school. Oh, my. So <laughs> some time has gone by. She was so excited one day to go to a, a day camp. It's actually uh, nearly... I, oh, my math. It, it happened in 2010. So nearly 12 years ago, right now is in August. And she went to a little secular day camp and she wore a necklace of Mary and was so proud of wearing her necklace with a little Mary medal. When she got to the camp, the other girls surrounded her and said that Mary isn't real. And they said it over and over again to her. And it really devastated her. She was completely brokenhearted. And when her mom picked her up, she had been crying. Uh, Her mom, my sister, couldn't comfort her. And then she called me. My sister called me and said, do you think you have something you could say to her? And so, sure, bring her over. I, I couldn't say anything to comfort her. And it happened that earlier that summer, she had met a friend of mine, Father Paul Murray. He's a Dominican uh, from Ireland. He lives in Rome. He happened to be in town and we all went to dinner together. So I said to her, do you remember Father Murray? Yes. And I also happened to have his little book that he had written on the Hail Mary. He's written many books. In 2010, his book on the Hail Mary had just come out. And I said, uh, this is his book about Mary. And he wouldn't write about Mary if she weren't real. Do you want to write him a letter? Yes. So I helped her to write a letter and uh, she sent it off. It's just this beautiful letter and it's in, it's in the book. You see her little letter and it's just saying, um, how do you know that Mary's real? She, she tells that the, the girl said it over and over again, that Mary isn't real. 
and it really hurts. How do you know that Mary is Mary real? How do you know? And one of my favorite things in her little letter too, she said, I'm getting ready to go to school at my lady of grace. She never said our lady of grace. She said my lady of grace. I think that's lovely. Anyway, so um, off that letter went and I knew father would answer, but I, when I, I just couldn't believe the letter that was sent back in return. And I read it to Isabel and she kept snuggling closer and closer to me as I was reading it, sort of like it, it was so intensely beautiful. She just had to get closer to me as I read it to her. And at the end, there's this pause. And finally, I broke the pause and I said, what was your favorite part? And she said, he called me one of the blessed. Like, oh, oh my goodness. I know. Wound healed, right? This broken heart in hers finally had some relief and healing. And then, of course, her mother loved it as well. And then one day, my mother or our mother, um, our stepfather and, and our brother were in town. And I read them the letter as well. And my brother had a little tear in his eye. Uh, and then Jim, my stepdad, he was a little more choked up. You know, he's a crier. And then my mother said, I wish we would have had a letter like this when you were kids. And really, that was her desire that they that people could have this letter. And I knew I wanted to use this as a book from the day I received the letter. And uh, eventually, in God's timing, right, it always takes a little longer than you might think. Uh, it took <laughs> us nine years for Father to say yes to letting us use the, the letter as a book. And then we found the artist. The thing we want to do, uh, first of all, it's published by Wine Women in the New Evangelization. And the thing about wine is we want everything to be beautiful. And so we found an artist, Bernadette Galkowski, and her art is, it's exactly the right art for this book. It's watercolors. The thing that she does better than anything is paintings of children and paintings of Mary. And you're going to see in this book how beautiful, not cute. It's not cute. It's beautiful and timeless her art is. Finally, we the book was in our hands last November. Uh, it took a while to get it done, and uh, but it's finally here, and it's absolutely beautiful. And uh, our first endorsement was from Bishop Barron, so not so bad, right? Not bad says, at all. Yeah, not bad <laughs> at all. And he says that you should get it for your son, your daughter, your grandson, your granddaughter, your godson, your goddaughter. And then when you've read it to them, that you should savor it and read it for yourself. And it really is that sort of letter. It's that deep. It's written right to the heart of a six-year-old. But then it's this profoundly deep letter to all of us that Mary is real and she's right with us. Yeah. I When I read the, the book, I love what you said about how the artist portrays, well, Mary and, and how she did the watercolors. Because so many times you look at children's books and they're super cutesy. Mm -hmm. And I think that children are drawn just like we are drawn to beauty. So why shouldn't they have beauty? They see things and they can know when things are beautiful and it touches them. And the words in the story, I, I, I like a lot of things about the book. So I used to be an elementary school teacher. So there's lots of space in the book. There's lots of white space. 
the illustrations are beautiful. Everything is, it's very well thought out. And so Father Paul, interesting, you say it took such a long time for him to agree. Um, and I'm glad that he did because it is a very, it really is, like you said, timeless because it's not something that's going to go away because we know that we're going to be questions about our faith all the time, mm-hmm. you know, and to be able to reassure children and then also ourselves that yes, yeah. Mary is real. And we've had so many people write to us or I, I often will read the whole book because it takes such little time. So we'll read the whole book to a crowd. Uh, the reactions are incredible. I always have someone who's in tears, an adult in tears, often an adult man in tears. And uh, just recently we were at the Catholic Marketing Network and they featured our book and I read it out loud to the group. And I had a woman who said that this was a healing for her because she never understood Mary because her relationship with her own mother was so hard. And so that was a healing. She was just in tears and a man came up in tears and his 23 year old daughter is far from the church because of Mary. She doesn't understand Mary. And he just like, he, he wanted to get the book to give to her. And one of the things that happened, uh, probably the book had been out a week. And so, of course, we're very proud of our endorsement from Bishop Barron. But I always love to tell people about our endorsement from Michelle from Texas. And, (laughs) you know, just a regular old person. And she wrote to us and said that uh, she had just read the book to her three and a half year old granddaughter. And her daughter-in-law, who's Protestant, uh, who always has this misunderstanding of our understanding of Mary, um, she was listening in, right? And at the end of the book, the daughter-in-law had said, now I understand. And then she said, will you teach me the rosary? Oh, my goodness. I mean, this book has its own life. I am sort of the proud mama of the book. You know, I just orchestrated all the things coming together. Uh, it's not my writing. It's father's this letter from a little girl with a broken heart. And this letter from this great Dominican who writes right back to her heart. It's their words. And so I'm just the proud mama saying this book has a life of its own. I, I personally feel that it's the most important book Father Murray has ever written. He's a major scholar and he's written tons of books. And uh, he understands, too, that it's very powerful. It's really come to him through other people saying, uh, you know, how powerful the book is. And so Michelle from Texas really sums it up that it's a book for everyone and it it will bring people closer to Mary and thereby closer to Jesus. Right. And I think that's something that's so important for people to understand, no matter what religious denomination, right? That we're not saying go to Mary. No, we're saying go to her, but she's going to draw you closer to her son. Mm-hmm. She's going to to draw you into Jesus, toward Jesus. And that's her role. She's mm-hmm. not there to take the spotlight. Similar to what you said, you did not write this book, but you put it all together. You allowed yourself to be used by mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit. You were mm-hmm. a conduit. 
How important is that? Imagine if you had just blown it off and said, no, nope, not my, not my deal. You know, not for me. I, uh, father has a great way of putting it. I can't remember exactly, but he talks about my persistence because he wasn't interested in writing it as a book in the beginning for nine years. He wasn't interested, but I kept at him, you know, and finally, I think he, you know, and uh, just finally gave up. Like I'll never, I'll never hear the end of this if I don't say yes. And, um, yeah, that I, in a certain sense, interceded for the book to happen. It's not my words, although I wrote the foreword, but that's yes. really it, just to explain what happened. And uh, it's his words. is, And it really, it's Mary speaking to us to bring us closer to her son. And I think that that's why I was really drawn to it when I, when I read it, just the, the simplicity of it and the honesty of it. And you can really see how he's writing to this little girl. So you said, you know, he, he's a big, he's a theologian. He's written all different books. He's a, a teacher. And yet here he writes just the truth in a simple, identifiable way mm-hmm. that here, this woman, you said, you know, Michelle from Texas. Okay. So look what that did for her family, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that to bring them, to unite them. And again, that's what Mary wants to do. She wants yeah. to unite us. You know, to it's, bring families together. It's been a book covered in prayer. I mean, I've been praying uh, to Mary. I keep telling her for all these years, I've told her, you know, this needs to get done. You need to, you need to just convince father. But, you know, really it was all in God's timing because the artist Bernadette, when you see her art, you'll understand that she is the artist for this book. Um, she had set down her paints after she received her master's in fine arts, she had done, um, she had done her master's, I don't know, thesis, or I don't know what they call it in art, but her project uh, in, uh, uh, in sacred art. And she was actually mocked for it at her college. And so she set down her paints and years went by and she had just picked them up a couple years before I had her do this book. And just even the whole, the discovery of her uh, was sort of, well, it was everything to do with Jesus. I prayed sternly to Jesus one night to say, okay, I have to find an artist. I have no idea how to find an artist. You have to make it abundantly clear to me because I'm not going to, I'm not going to learn how to find an artist. You just bring the artist to me. Amen. And (laughs) the next thing I did, I was cleaning my desk. After I spoke sternly to Jesus, the next thing on my desk was a stack of four business cards, and hers was the second or third card. And there was a watercolor of Therese of Lisieux as a little girl on it. And I thought, what is this? I started, I went to her website, and really, to my eye, the best paintings that she does all sorts of paintings, but it's children and Mary are exceptional. It's amazing. And, uh, and so there it was that. Jesus had put her card in my hand months before, probably three or four months before I prayed sternly to him. And he's, I'm sure he had a good laugh when I prayed thinking, you're so ridiculous. It's been sitting on your desk since October. This was January, right? And uh, so, but really she had to be the artist, but she had her paint set down. And so in a, in a certain way, it was absolutely appropriate that father kept saying no because we had to wait for her to pick up her paints again. 
see. So beautiful. It, that That is amazing. It always amazes me because I tend to, I, uh, I'm going to borrow your phrase. I often tend to pray sternly. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so you're doing this and you're thinking, oh, I'm really overstepping here. I really am. Mm-hmm. Look, Jesus had already given you the answer. Yeah. And you just didn't realize it. And so, right. it, and why wouldn't Jesus give you the answer for something you wanted to do about his mother? Right. Right. Like, why wouldn't he help? Right. Why wouldn't he help? And he's, he's just laughing at my um, human weakness, you know, my inability to organize, right? That's always a, a, a cross for me, details. And so he's laughing, thinking, it's right on your desk and it has been for months. Clean your desk, you know? So, but, uh, so there, there's the lesson, beautiful. everyone listening, clean your desk. You might find, yeah. find very important something on your desk. Amen. <laughs> so now I know also, um, so wine women in the new evangelization, you did another little project in regard to the book for the women in the new yeah. evangelization. Can you tell us a little bit about that little sure. project? we were challenged to do a um, a retreat for mothers and daughters, but then this just grew out of it. Right. Well, so we had a friend who could do an art project with little kids. Well, then from there, now we have a project that you could do with your bookstore or your parish or just your family. You can go to the website wine. Uh, it's called catholicvineyard.com which is the Wine Women in the New Evangelization website. And under events, it says host a wonderfully real story time. We now have a coloring book page that you can download. And there's directions of how to do this craft. There's prayers that go with it that were made for someone wrote the prayers for this, this craft and for Mary. And um, it's one of the drawings from the book. Uh, now it's uh, uh, just a line drawing so you can color it in. And Mary has her hand out. And what we did is encourage children to give her a gift and draw yourself in the picture. You can't believe the fruits of this little project. And you can, again, you can go on our website, catholicvineyard.com, under events, wonderfully real story time. Click on that. You download the coloring page. And print it, I always suggest printing on a thicker paper. And then there's the directions that explain how to do the craft. And uh, but even if you didn't have, we, we do a little thing with tissue paper. Even if you didn't have that, do it with crayons. And then there's a little video that you watch to um, have it, uh, how the book came to be explained. I'm doing a, I think it's a three-minute video just explaining yes. the book. Yeah. And uh I can't explain the fruits of this simple little thing. And I've been amazed. Uh, our, the kids usually starting at four, five, right in there is the good starting point. And uh, uh, the oldest child we had was 13. And he was, he was there more or less to help his four-year-old sister, but he did his own project. It has been great for boys and girls. And all that whole age in there from four to 13 ish, the fruits of it. They're so happy to take home this picture of Mary. One of my favorite ones that a little boy did is the gift he was giving to Mary was this book. So he drew a picture. I know 
Is that beautiful? That, I that never is. would have thought of that. Yeah. And so he's yeah. handing Mary the book of her book back and then himself handing her the book. So they put themselves in the painting. Yeah. It's so beautiful. The story time idea, the story time event, I highly, highly recommend anyone who works with little children, whether it be you run the nursery at church or religious education class, or even if you just have a couple of kids at home that you want to introduce this book and reinforce our understanding of who Mary is and why she is so important and why we need her, why we need Mary. Um, All of that. I, you know, check out definitely the book and I will put the link to the story time in the show notes so that you can easily find it. And it really is beautiful. And it was very touching. Like I said earlier, what I really appreciate, the words are beautiful that Father Paul wrote back to your niece. Mm-hmm. And then the, the artwork, beautiful compliment. And it really helps children to see that that's one way that we can honor Mary is to show her this reverence and this love and that understanding that she is real. She existed. I mean, she exists still in heaven, Mm -hmm. uh, so we can't see her, but she's looking out for us all the time, all the time. And he does such a beautiful job of, even though we can't see her, and then he gives other examples in the book too, where you can't see your great-great-grandparents, you can't see uh, Mount Everest, right? But we know it's there, we know that it's real, right? And he... He uses all in in the sky, the one page where he talks about, we all know that the sky is blue, but sometimes the clouds are so thick and so many that we can't see the sky for days on end, but we know that it's there and we know that it's real. Yeah, that was um, visually those, that page was very appealing just and very important because it really showed a very good example. Um, yeah. he, Father Paul may be an excellent theologian, and I'm sure he is, he but is. He, he, to be able to put that in a way that children would not only yeah. understand but be drawn to, that's a yeah. gift. He, he is a poet. And you know what was really funny is when this all really came together and on the day Kelly and I were on a Zoom call with him while he was in Rome, and uh, he when we had been sort of going back and forth and he just hadn't seen it come together, but we, he, we finally had a, um, a document that he could look at online. And he said to us one day, Oh, I've always meant to write a children's book. <laughs> and I thought, are you kidding me? I begged you for nine years. I knew this was the book. So he loves the book. He, he also said when he got his copies that it was piercingly beautiful. And I mean, I can't say enough about this classic book. It's less than a year old and it's a classic. We always like to mention, where can we find this book? Where can we purchase it? You find it at catholicvineyard.com in our, you go to our books. I think it might be right on the front page as well. It is. And then we would love <laughs> if you go to your Catholic bookstore and show them the book. We have a place for vendors, uh, for bookstores to order from us, but we'd love to get it in more Catholic bookstores. So please get it from us and then take it to your Catholic bookstore and also take them the story time thing. Uh, We've done that for them as well, that they can get 
generations of people in their store at once if they do a story time hour, which is just evangelization as it should be intergenerational. And then who knows what else they find in the bookstore as well. But we are really trying to get in more and more bookstores. So yeah, that'd be great. That would be great. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, show it to your um, local Catholic school. Yeah, you know, director of religious education, faith formation, whatever it is, your parish calls that person who helps with uh, religious education, right, and puts that on for the parish and and in the schools, all of that, that would also be a great help. I would say perfect gift for first communion. Yes, absolutely. Um, I still give it for new baby gifts as well. Oh yes, there's actually a um a dedication uh spot for you a to and from and the date on the first page because we know that it's the kind of book that you'll give as a gift. I have I'm always surprised when people come and say I gave it to this person or that person or a family to give it as a family um to somebody. It's really, really beautiful. But first communion is absolutely it's the perfect age. Yeah, I I think that would be that would be a well chosen well-chosen gift. Yeah. So anything else about the book, anything else about how this came together? I feel like um, we've covered I, a lot. Yeah. Probably I probably have it, a lot more to say. <laughs> besides reading the book, you know, uh, it, it's delightful. There's places that will make you laugh and other places that will pierce you in the heart with the beauty. And um, anyway, it's just beautiful. Yeah, there were definitely some moments where I chuckled and uh, a couple where I thought, my goodness, there's a lot of truth here. Um, You know, I mean, all of it is true, but just the way he wrote it to really, it Mm -hmm. it cuts through the noise. And I think that's really absolutely, you know, yeah, right to the heart. In a certain sense, he's a surgeon. He's going right (laughs) into the heart. He's not dancing around, right? He's just right right in there for your heart. Gust, I always like to leave my listeners with a not lukewarm challenge. You have a great one. Um, oh, thanks. Well, I, I spoke about, we spoke about this book and that my niece was just devastated when the girls told her that Mary wasn't real. And it really was a suffering for her. I can't explain how wounded she was, but that her wound, even as a little girl, has borne fruits because of her wound, there's been conversion, right? Uh, That's incredible. And then uh, I just will mention this, maybe one day I can come back on and we can talk about this more. But this day, um, August 19, is very important to me because 24 years ago today is the day I did not kill myself. I wanted to, and I said to God, I'll give you one shot at this. So my suffering to get to a point where I was prepared that day, I was prepared to kill myself. But I said, I'll give you one shot at this. And he will, he comes marching in, you know, if you give him one little shot, he's going to come in. And so I feel like I've had 24 free years where I've just said, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And the wounds are seemingly nothing in a way because of his healing. And so my challenge is everyone has wounds. And what are your wounds? What fruits have come of your wounds? And I don't think that we always think of that. Maybe we can't see some of them yet. I certainly couldn't see 
24 years ago, I couldn't even see, uh, I, I just couldn't see the fruits coming from saying, I'll give you one shot at this. But with 24 years of hindsight, of course I can. So what are your wounds? What sufferings have you had or your children? And what are the fruits of those wounds? When we really look at them, what has come because of those wounds? And that's what I want people to do today. And then when you see that there have been fruits of your wounds, to say thank you, thank you, thank you. That is amazing. Your story is amazing. The book is wonderful. But more importantly, the fact that you chose to stay here, to give God yeah. one more shot, right? One shot. I'll give you one <laughs> shot at this. And look at, you know, even this book. Uh, okay, Deanna, you're going to completely tear me up right here. So this book about Mary, what did I ever do to have, how, how did this just come to be? A little girl's broken heart and I couldn't help her. And I just said, well, do you want to write a letter to this priest, right? And and so he writes a letter back, all right? So eventually we get this thing made as a book. But 24 years from the day I was going to take my life, I am on here with you giving a gift back to Mary. If I'm in the little coloring page, I'm giving these 24 years back to Mary and saying, thank you and thank your son. And you surprise me every year on this day. I really didn't think about it when you sent me the text right. back. And I thought about it maybe a couple of days later. I think I was swimming, oddly enough. And I just thought, oh, it's the 19th. We're going to be talking about that on the 19th. And what a surprise, what a wink from from Jesus and Mary to say, we got you. We have you. Mary has me right by the hand. And to give this book back to her, just like the little boy's picture, here's your book back to you on the day that's so important to me. It, it is true. When we not, I don't want to say when we focus on our suffering, but when we realize that our suffering has meaning and that Jesus wants to heal those wounds and he heals them with what? This was a little wink. It's not a little, it's, it's little in the big scheme of things, but it's big because because you choose to remember it yeah, and have gratitude. Yes. You know, because how many people don't remember and don't have gratitude. And right. so their life isn't wonderful. Their life, their suffering doesn't have meaning, but that's their choice. You yeah. know, we, we can always come back to, okay, so how do I deal with this? Do I become bitter and angry uh. or do I realize that, there really is a higher purpose and a bigger plan than anything yeah. my little brain can, can figure out. Right. And I very much would love to come and have a whole yes. conversation about that yes. because I don't, um, I think it is important. I think it's important to realize that there is suffering, but that with the grace of God and all of that entails, which is huge, um, good things come, good things, good things happen. So. Well, I have to thank you for this day. It's really providential and beautiful. And it's in my memory bank of what this day has meant, August 19th. Thank well, you. Well, it always humbles me when I can do that because it's not really, I know it's not me. It's just right. it's the Holy Spirit moving yeah. people together and in the right spots and in the right places. And so I'm always humbled when when I get out of my own way. 
<laughs> Amen. Same. I think that's most of my problem in life. I need to get out of my way more. So, <laughs> nonetheless, um, Alyssa, again, thank you very, very much. Everyone, all the show notes will have all the links to all the great things we've talked about. Uh, the artist, Alyssa's um, work on wine and where you can purchase the book and the story time and all of that. And we are going to get back together and talk again. Amen. I'm so happy to do it. All right. God bless you, everyone. And don't forget to keep living not lukewarm. Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, tell a friend, or leave a review wherever you listen. Show notes and links are at notlukewarmpodcast.com.